Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Global Grads. We're so excited to have everyone back today. I'm your host, Liam Clifford. I'm your co-host, Nicole Poznov. And I'm your other co-host, Reese Patterson. And today we have Karina Martinez, a master's student in the Earth Science Department here at Western. Karina, welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem at all. Thank you for coming on. Uh, we normally start by asking a bit about the student. So who you are, where you come from, and what brings you to Western to study? Yeah, well, I'm from Mexico. Uh, it's the north center part of Mexico. Um, I'm here to study uh, tsunamis, basically. So I'm doing a master's in geophysics. Cool. Uh, who is your supervisor? Uh, Katsugoda. Cool. cool. Why tsunamis? Uh, well, it's it's kind of like a dream of mine. Um, when I was a kid, uh, that two two hundred two thousand four uh, Sumatra tsunami happened, and I was really intrigued by it. So basically, everything that I've done, it's like for this moment where I can study tsunamis. And what in particular about tsunamis are you looking at? So are you looking about how they're caused or what sort of aspect of it um, are you approaching it with? Um, what we do is tsunami hazard analysis. So it's basically uh, seeing uh, like uh, the runoff, which is the inundation and everything and the hazard to the region. If a earthquake of certain magnitude would happen, but size the tsunami would be and like how much damage would it cause to that region cool and so why did you decide to come to western for this um it's not a lot of people do that let's say um in canada so uh, Katsu gave me the opportunity to work with him and he's a really known um, researcher in that uh, like part of science. So I'm really lucky to work with him. Oh, sir, what was the other options? Like where else would they study tsunamis? Well, um, it's in Canada since uh, I was looking also into uh, studying geology. Um, not so much tsunamis, but uh, cats who caught my eye by like the amount of research he does. And uh, other options would be going elsewhere. There was an option too in um, Texas A&M in the US, but um, I said, well, not settle, but I chose this instead. I think you made a good choice. Canada is a better <laughs> call than going to the States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's also, let's say, cheaper too. So what was your first impressions of Canada? Well, I guess since I'm from a part of Mexico that it's so close to the U.S., uh, I came here uh, kind of having that thought that it might be uh, similar to the U.S., uh, but not so much. I think you guys are fluent friendlier than over there too and uh, well at first it wasn't that hard but then uh, being here on my own it's like taking a toll on me. How long have you been in Canada? 
uh, a year now. And had you visited Canada previously to your stay at Western? Yes, I, I was actually in 2009. I, I was here for a month studying English when I was 14, I believe. And uh, before that, the second time I came here with my family for a week only, but nothing like really living here. Yeah, so now you're experiencing uh, Canadian winters. Yeah, how cold it gets. <laughs> Do you like the cold or are you more of a tropical warm place person? Um, I do like the cold, but I don't like the snow. Hmm. Really? I'm surprised by that. For me personally, I feel like if it's cold, there better be snow because it's like, I hate the gloomy like weather. Like if it's going to be like in the negatives, might as well have some snow and be pretty. <laughs> that yeah, much, in my opinion. <laughs> I just don't like uh, snow boots and having to take like so much layers off when you get home or to school. I think that's my biggest problem. That's it's been a great mess since we were children when we were kids going out to play recess and you'd get up in your snow pants and your snow boots and then you got your jacket and the hats and the mitts. It's typical Canadian. <laughs> Definitely got a lot better since though. Now that we don't have to put on like snow pants every time we go out like three times for recess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's uh it's it's certainly interesting to to hear the practical concerns of snow because I absolutely loathe scraping snow off my car here. It is one of my pet peeves. Um and I certainly hope that you don't have to partake in that because it is not enjoyable by any stretch of the imagination. Well, I have to shovel snow now from like my uh, my apartment entry, so that's a first, and I'm not liking that either. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna put on your headphones, put on like a god a good podcast, listen to some gradcast, and you know, <laughs> just do your thing. It's kind of like yeah. most relaxing. It's like cutting the grass. Unless you pull a muscle, and then it's not fun. That's not, <laughs> that's not a good time. It's crazy how many injuries there are every year from people shoveling snow in Canada. Like, it is crazy amounts. Canadian problems. Yeah, hashtag, hashtag Canadian problems. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, have to get, we'll have to get that trending once, uh, once this episode airs. Now, Karina, I know you said you had mentioned you'd study English in Canada previously. Where in Canada were you based? Uh, I was in Victoria for a month. Um, just myself and my sister, but uh, it was like a group uh, from Mexico, so it wasn't that bad. What, what can you tell us about Mexico? Like, if I was to go visit uh, as soon as COVID's done, where would you recommend to go and what would you recommend to do? Uh, well, I'm from uh, a city that's not that well known. Uh, most people would go to Cancun and stuff like that. So um, if you like um, the tropics and that, I, I recommend going to the south of Mexico where you have like really pretty beaches and stuff. Uh, if, you, if you're not into being hot, <laughs> uh, maybe the north part is where uh, it's colder. Uh, well, some places, some other places, the ones near Texas are horrible too. <laughs> but are they similar to Texas? If you go up there, like, would you? Is there a lot of similarities? Uh, 
like the heat uh, i don't know if you've been to texas and how hot it mm. gets over there it's kind of like that all that um like the border of mexico and the united states is really hot mm. but uh, i think the south and center of mexico are the places to be right now especially with everything that happens over there and to do it <laughs> I, like I don't want to sound that's dangerous, but uh, I would recommend just stay on the touristic sites and stuff, not going beyond that. Yeah, so you recommend like doing like the week-long all-inclusive trips, like not really like doing your own traveling if you go? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it. Uh, yeah, I don't recommend like if you are really foreigner looking going away from those places it's good to know, good to know. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I feel like it's probably it's probably very similar like if you go to like cuba or like dominican too like it's the same type of thing just like don't be stupid and stay in your resort <laughs> yeah well it, it just depends there are some uh cities where it's really nice and you wouldn't have problems and other cities where I would I wouldn't even recommend you go visit. It's 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 almost upsetting to hear that how there could be so much, I guess, variation between cities and its safety. How have you felt in Canada, relatively speaking? Have you have you felt safe? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I've actually talked to Riz about this. Um, here I'm like my relaxed self. So even if I go downtown where it's kind of sketchy sometimes, I, I still feel safe, even with like that. Uh, because over there, it's like you have to be on survival mode most of the time, just um, so you're safe and you know your surroundings and everything. So here, uh, it's kind of nice not having to worry like outside. So I don't know if you want to go into it, but like, what's the scariest, like, sketchiest thing that's ever happened to you when you were living in Mexico? Um, well, <laughs> a lot. It's okay if you don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, it just, like, personally, um, I'm really lucky that I haven't experienced something so close, but uh, it, it's going to sound bad, but, uh, <laughs> like, near my house, some friends, after leaving my house, they would, like, robbed um like with the weapons and stuff um some people have died near my house from uh, cartel related stuff so it's there and you hear about it but i haven't i've been lucky that it's happened near my house and near stuff that i'm close to but i wasn't there at the time hmm. yeah I mean, yeah, there's a lot of things like that in Canada, too, but I think it's more just like the rate of the things that are happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you go east of Adelaide and you uh, you find all of that kind of kind of stuff over there. But down in the down in the Western bubble, it's it's fairly safe for sure. Um, do you besides being feeling safe in London, what's your favorite thing to do in London? <laughs> I'm kind of like a nerd in a way that I'm always um, from my house to school and then back 
and uh, I haven't really done anything really. I mean, a year of your life has been taken over by COVID, so <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, and even before like the first semester that I was here, which was like last year, I, I would still do the same. So uh, it hasn't really changed that much. Yeah, you're a home soul, or what's what is what's the wording for that? Uh, a homebody. 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 Yes. Yeah, and <laughs> there's and no worries, and there's and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Now, speaking of home, this provides an excellent segue. What do you miss most about Mexico? Mm -hmm. Well, besides, I guess my family, I would think uh, food. Uh, mm. I I. I Usually when I go over there, I eat everything that I missed and then gain a few pounds and then come back and miss them again. But I think uh, besides my family would be food. Tell us more about the food. <laughs> what's, what's good about it? What do you eat? Uh, well, uh, there's a, a, a dish that I'm really fond of, which is basically like pork. Uh, it's... Um, when you fry like pork there's like meat that stays behind at the bottom of of the pot right what they do is they take that and they compress it so it's kind of like a sausage type of thing um, and they do it with uh, sauce like chili and stuff and you can eat it like by itself or you can make tacos or quesadillas a lot of stuff and I really, I think that's the dish that I miss the most. What is that called? I need to write this down. Well, it depends on the part of Mexico you're, uh, you're from, but from my state, you call it Jesca. How do you spell that? It's Y-E-S-C-A. Perfect, Jesca. I'm gonna interject because Karina made me bread. This delicious, sweet, like sugary, lemony bread. And it was chef's kiss. It was delicious. I ate two of these buns in one sitting. It was so good. <laughs> what about drinks? What kind of drinks? Uh, do you miss any, like, I don't know, alcohol, juices? Um, well, I'm much of a water person. So uh, I do drink a lot of tequila. I, like uh, I'm that Mexican, we like tequila. So um, also another thing that I missed is another type of uh, mezcal. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's kind of like tequila, but it's, um, well, I'm not really knowledgeable about it, but uh, what I think it is, is that you can only make tequila in one part of Mexico. And if you make the same alcohol elsewhere, you can't really call it tequila. So you call mm -hmm. it mezcal. But it's like I champagne. Mean, yeah. Cool. Have you been to Los Lobos here in London? Yes, only once. <laughs> what are your thoughts about that in comparison to real Mexican food? And you can be honest just because I'm not on this interview. If you didn't like it, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's expensive for just one taco. Uh, for that amount of money, you would buy five over there and like better <laughs> tasting tacos. Um, I guess it's like how 
Canadians think of Mexican food instead of are we like, close though like are we closer than other other countries or other restaurants uh, what I I think it's more like Tex-Mex it's like mm. um, I, I think it's closer to that Tex-Mex uh, things than Mexican food Fair enough, yeah. So, Karina, then, uh, my question to you is, how do we authenticate the Mexican cuisine here? What makes it authentically Mexican, or what makes it authentic to the region you come from? Make it costless. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from perhaps the, the economical side of it. Yeah. Um, I think the preparation, it's, like, really different. I think they put a side to it, so... Uh, other people would like it too. Uh, we have some foods that wouldn't like be so uh, tasty for other people if they like heard about them. So I think it's, uh, I guess the preparation, the type of chiles they use to the meat and uh, sometimes they, they do it really fancy. <laughs> and it's like, well, um, over there we eat it like from this like street uh stores and stuff so it it would be nicer if it was simpler i guess and uh not that not fancy but they put a lot of stuff so people are attracted to it yeah like unnecessarily like a fan yeah fancy i feel like is the best word to describe this i couldn't think of anything better but so you say a lot of like street food and stuff so is that like uh just typical like that's how where you would normally go and have like lunch or dinner or is it also like a lot of home meals that you guys would eat there um well i i don't really like eating out um i think the the most uh uh, delicious street food over there are tacos obviously and you can eat it everywhere and uh, it's mostly like a night thing that you would like have dinner in one of the street <laughs> uh, like places that I don't know how how they are called in English yeah but uh, also uh, home stuff is good. I I really miss my mom's cooking. And uh, for we like everything on the go too. So we eat a lot on the street. Um, not so much restaurants and stuff. Fast paced life. Yeah, and it's I guess it's sometimes uh, better. Like tastes better, and it's really cheap too. I think the cost is something that comes up time and time again, right? This this idea that the cost of living in Canada is is so much more expensive than perhaps the cost of living of certain things in Mexico. Um, are there any other things that you've seen in Canada that are very expensive in comparison to Mexico? Uh, food. I think food is the most expensive thing here. Um, like fruit and be veggies are really expensive here. So I think food-wise, uh, everything's expensive. Uh, that's, I guess, what I complain the most <laughs> and what I'm 
grateful about Mexico is that everything like food wise is cheap over there because we're the ones growing it. So it's like local. Yeah. And if you try to get local food here, it's even more expensive. <laughs> it's just un undoable. Like I think literally the only other countries that have more expensive food than Canada is like Scandinavian countries. So like Sweden, like Finland, Switzerland, like the only other places that probably have food that's more expensive than here. I don't even know why it's so expensive. Yeah, I think that's the biggest difference too, that if you buy local over there, it's super cheap. Uh, but if you like buy imported things, it's like the expensive, which here is the other way around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even going to the market in the in the summertime, like there's so many, the problem with living in Canada and our climate, especially in London here, like there's nothing, we don't have proper growing conditions. So if we wanted like citrus or like green onions or like everything else, it's extremely seasonal, like fruit, like plums and peaches and cherries and all that kind of stuff. All that stuff is great, but it comes early or it comes late in the season. But if you want a peach in February, then you're going to be paying like 20 bucks a pound for a stupid peach. <laughs> yeah. You know, it doesn't even taste good because it's just been sitting out for so long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, how long are you in Canada for? Uh, I didn't understand that. But... Yeah, sorry. How long are you staying at Western? And like, when are you supposed to be going back to Mexico? Uh, well, I finished my master's next year and after that it's kind of like an unknown uh, I don't know if I want to apply to that postgraduate permit like work permit or if I want to go back and try to find a job over there it's like it just depends how next year it's, is with all this pandemic stuff and how the economy might not be that great yeah, no, for sure. Uh, do you see yourself uh, working in Canada in the future? Or you think you want to go back to Mexico and like, that's where you want to like live the rest of your life? I, I like traveling and living uh, different places. So I don't see myself like just settling in Mexico anytime soon. Um, so maybe uh, I would like to work here and maybe somewhere else too, or study uh, a PhD somewhere else too. So it just, I don't know, I don't think I'll, I'll settle down for now. Yeah, that's, that's completely understandable. Um, what, um, what other places have you considered living in? Um, well, I, I would really like to study uh, in Japan. I've been there like living for three months and I, I really like uh, like the universities over there. So that's a goal that I don't know if I'll be able to accomplish, but that, that would be nice. Or uh, some place in Europe too would be nice just so you work or study. As soon as you said Japan, my eyes just lit up. I, that's like one of my dreams to go there. I've never been, but would love to go do some skiing there and have some good sushi. Oh, yes, those dreams. <laughs> sure. Fresh off the, fresh from the ocean. 
literally right there. Oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> and obviously the tsunamis because, you know, that's a, that's a. <laughs> right. Is yeah. that a big place that, like, they study a lot of tsunami uh, research there? Um, yes. Um, well, my supervisor is from Japan, so he got, uh, I guess, his imp inspiration from home, and he works with a lot of people from there, so it's a good place to be. I've talked to him about it, and he he agrees with that. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's it's very interesting. I I really don't know much about Japan, but I mean, you guys have listed all of the wonderful qualities that the country uh, provides to the rest of the world. Now. Karina, we, we have a couple of minutes left um, and we normally like to leave time um, for any advice that you'd like to give potential international students in, you know, their transition to living in Canada. Um, advice, uh, I think the, the most important thing is to remember um, why, you're, why you are away from home. Um, I think uh, sometimes we forget that this is, um, Kind of like a privilege and also uh, really we worked hard to be here and uh, being by ourselves can can sometimes uh, make us not see that and kind of wish we weren't here but um, to remember uh, that also uh, to keep your family close because i think uh, when you first come here especially if you come here by yourself you don't know people and you're on your own so that that would be a good support system to have and um and know people here i think that too you can really be by yourself and it'll be horrible <laughs> so yeah well that's great advice <laughs> i always find that like i yeah i've studied like abroad before and definitely the first like month or so is always the hardest because you're figuring out the time difference like when the best time is to contact your family and you're still trying to find friends like that that is great advice to always just keep that in mind the reason why you're there yeah and it, it, you know the the sense of community that that people find amongst their 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 school um, is such an important part of being a part of that specific uh, group. Have you had any trouble in uh, contacting those that you're close with at the university due to the pandemic at all? Uh, well, not really. Um, I'm really shy, so I don't really talk to a lot of people from the department other than Reese and Risha. So. Um, <laughs> we always message each other but now it's it's hard to especially if you live by yourself and you don't you can't really go home right now so so it's hard sometimes not having that human contact for a long time have you done anything or maybe perhaps got something to help you with your lack of human contact <laughs> maybe something that meows and is gray and is <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, um, I, I adopted a cat that's sleeping all the way across the room, so she can't be here right now, but that, that's another support system to have. Oh, that's awesome. Are you going to take this cat back to Mexico with you? Yeah, <laughs> I'll, uh, nice. I don't think I'll leave her behind anywhere. <laughs> What's her name? Oh, Bella. Aw, 
That's so nice. <laughs> that is that is very sweet. And uh, another recommendation for anyone going through a tough time: a furry companion can always help you out. Now. Karina, do you have any hopes and aspirations for once this pandemic is all done, what you'd really like to truly do? Um, I think go out at this point. It's not, I'm not asking for much other than just go out and uh, be able to go back home too. Go out, have some shitty tequila here in Canada <laughs> and dance. Well, I buy... Uh, stuff from mexico too so that's right but i feel like somehow all of our episodes well, i mean this is our second episode somehow we always talk about tequila every episode yeah, it's true <laughs> we have to keep this going it's the running joke it's the running running gag for sure <laughs> yeah so obviously your your word of advice is drink tequila have a furry friend have friends around you and remember why you started that's awesome that's great advice for sure. Perfect now, way to wrap up. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, no kidding. And lastly, Karina, what tequila recommendation do you have for people in, in Ontario? Uh, well, my favorite, I I haven't been able to find it. Um, its name is Tres Generaciones. I think that's like the best one. If you want like cheap tequila, um, Jose Cuervo, it's oh. one. Or, uh, well, I'm going to say in Spanish, but it's Mil Ochocientos. Uh, and can you find that at the LCBO? Yeah, it's the, it's 1,800. Is that how you call it here? Yeah. Yeah, it's called Mil Ochocientos. So, yeah. But you can find it here, too. All right. Excellent. <laughs> Write well, that down. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Well, Karina, we just want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been the second episode of Global Grads. My hosts were Nicole Posnath, Reese Patterson, and myself, Liam Clifford. We've been talking to Karina Martinez, a master's student in the Earth Science Department here at Western from Mexico. Check it out. It's really cool. You can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts, and stay tuned for more. Have a good night. Bye.